Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, all you degenerate furries and smelly incels. So glad you could join us. We're in the middle of talking about our favorite movie soundtracks. Please join us, won't you? <sighs> Alright, so, Wallwalker, what's yours? Crawler. Uh, well, sorry, no, no, I'm just crawl. gonna, <laughs> I, 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 I get it. <laughs> well, you gotta crawl before you walk. <laughs> hey, yeah, you do. You have to. Exactly. Alright, this is purely because I love the movie so much. And this is my Blues Traveler one. Kingpin. But okay. anyway, but anyway. Alright. Like, uh, and so I bought it because of that. And, like, I can't say that, like, every song's, like, classic. But, like, it's just one of those when I bought it and I started listening to all the songs. They're eclectic. They're all over the place. I mean, you got, I mean, they're nobody like super big or anything, but you got like Disco Inferno. Um, and I wouldn't say that I would necessarily like that song on its own, but because of the scene, yeah, it just, it just works better. And like, uh, I've had a lot, I've had a lot of songs like that where it's the movie that makes me like the song. Exactly. Right? And then, and then you've got like, uh, this perfect world, which is a weird type of song that's kind of like melancholy. That's not necessarily my thing, but just just by listening to it repetitively you know superman by goldfinger i mean i mean that's not something i would say oh gold you know, goldfinger i mean why right. would you but it's like for whatever reason the movie itself because i like it so much it just tied everything together and it's a it's a it's eclectic and um it, if you can listen straight through it and you, time goes like that see i don't think i've never watched kingpin oh it's a great um, movie man and uh you know I it's probably, it's, I'd say, I'd say that I've got two of my top ten movies of all time are bowling movies, and I'm not necessarily a big bowling guy, but it's Kingpin and Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. I mean, it's like, and that's the one that was up there, but I can't say I could listen to that. Yeah, and it's it's a great. It, there's that one's all over the map. Yeah, I, and it's I still not haven't an easy seen listen. Big Lebowski. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, I oh want to. God, dude, we've got to watch Big Lebowski. I, I really I want you, to. I had to watch Big Lebowski three times before it actually took hold of me you see that's how i feel about napoleon dynamite which i know you don't like napoleon dynamite nah. but like the first time i watched it, oh, it was shit. T- talk about john like, the peter hu- is coming here him and um him and uh and, and pedro holy are shit coming here um and you're gonna be able to like watch the movie and meet and greet with them and shit like that it's like I think here it's like, yeah. like your town yeah my town holy fuck it's like a hundred it's like a hundred dollars to like oh, meet expensive. them or whatever <laughs> i'll look it up but yeah they're they're coming Dude. they're coming here soon i mean i don't know i i do kind of like the napoleon dynamite soundtrack it's not on my list but i mean yeah, I, I actually have a soft spot for Jamiroquai, which I know you don't like them. But Jamiroquai? Like yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, I do. I do. I do like Jamiroquai, but I only like Virtual Insanity. Uh, and I, and I, I was like, on, I was making my Pandora list, and that came up there, and they've had a couple of songs that popped up there, and I started listening. I'm like, oh no, I'm sorry, you just you're not hitting it for me. <laughs> um, but uh, no, the I think it's funny with the Kingpin is that you've got Woody Harrelson, and you got Randy Quaid, right? Randy Quaid's playing the, the kind of nice guy that, you know, and then Woody Harrelson's playing the crazy guy, which is the complete opposite of them. What, what, what it would be. And like, yes, because Randy Quaid's knocking butts. He, 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 he is, and like, uh, that, there's a scene where, like, uh, he, he's like, he's Amish, right? And like, so he's out of his element, and like, basically, like, he's at a strip club trying to work his way, like, because like, they abandon him in yeah. the movie. I mean, you've seen it, right? No. Okay, you, okay basically, like, what it is is well, I can't. I guess I can't go through the whole movie and what it's about. But basically, like, there's this part where he's at the strip club and they play the song "Miss Fabulous." It's like I wouldn't like that song, but it's like it's funny because he's negative. It would help if you guys had seen the movie, but like, uh, yeah, well, we're, we're gonna have to watch those, man. Yeah, those, we'll have those to make are a fantastic. Go of it. I can't imagine you not liking it. 
I, I I've I've wanted to see Big Lebowski for a long time. I like I, th- I think honestly the only reason I haven't done it yet is just because Fat Thor has kind of soured me on it. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah, not right now. Yeah, yeah, and that that's the congoers' fault. I blame the congoers and the lazy cosplayers, which we bitched about that on the uh, retarded mongoloids who don't swim good episode. So <laughs> that's that's not that's not we're naming that. What I named the file already. <laughs> it's too late to go back. Oh, <laughs> I named goodness. that episode Fat Thor and Retarded Mongoloids. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... Am I wrong, too? Like, I might be wrong about this, but Rebecca Angel, is that, that, that I think that's the girl that's in the Kingpin. She was... Vanessa the, Angel. Vanessa Angel. Yeah, She's from the, uh... Weird Science, Like Us. And, oh, right, yeah, she was yeah, yeah. Like and us. I was gonna say the Dan Aykroyd movie. And the, and the Weird Science TV series. Yep, oh, yeah, yep. yeah. Remember we talked about that last yeah, time we, we were did. together. And she's... She's beautiful, man. Like, oh, really, she is. She, she, yeah. Without your dry white toast, without your four fried chickens, without <laughs> Matt Guitar Murphy, <laughs> I I almost want to pause the pause the recording right now just so I can watch this scene because I love this. Scene. It's a really good scene. Uh, well, she, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> it would. <laughs> Shit, them fools still owe you money. <laughs> Oh god, I love this movie. Um, hey, and poor poor Maggie Murphy, he can't act. No, nah. he tries so hard, but he can't act. Nah, but hey, he's he's a good guitar player. Yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, uh, I was gonna say, uh, when you, I, I started laughing when you mentioned Kingpin because it made me think of that scene from American Dad when they talk about going to like Dennis Quaid's house and Randy Quaid's outside in the bushes or whatever, and he's like, "Go away, Randy! I told you, get out of here." <laughs> and, and then, and then uh, Toshi says, like, he's like, I came back later bringing him some water, but he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he went off the rails, man. He thought that the, the Illuminati was after him. And like, was, he didn't pay that like, hotel bill and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he lost it, man. Straight up schizo. Ooh, uh, yeah. Illuminati, I guess. Is- oh, oh, yeah, the yeah. Illuminati. <laughs> I thought it was a magical backpack. No, no. Oh, so neither one of you watched Kingpin. We have to re- we have to rectify the the things we've all missed. There's yeah. several. That, it's funny you just can't watch it all. It's just too yeah, much. Stuff. Right? Yeah, but you you've definitely mm, got to see Baby Driver. Sweet berries. Hey there, champ. Getting enough sleep last night? <laughs> We're gonna have to have a Baby Driver Big Lebowski marathon. Oh hell yes! And just I would watch it through. I would love the hell out of that. All right, sir. Baby Lebowski marathon. <laughs> Baby Lebowski. Ugh. Baby Lebowski. All right, sir. What's the next on your list? Okay, so next on my list is um, it seems like I, like I'm caught in like a rut here, but um, I got to go with the Jackie Brown soundtrack, ah. another Quentin Tarantino. Oh, and that's a goodie. Again, it's because I do love the soundtrack so much. So you've got um, you know, even like the opening. Oh, so you got dialogue in there, right? Yeah. Which a lot of times is not tied directly in, like uh, like Rip Rip from Out of Sight, but you just got just the dialogue in between tracks, which is which I found with um, you know, like a lot of Tarantino stuff, you do just have those dialogue bits in there, which are fantastic. But you've got it starts off with a hundred across uh, Hundred Tenth Street, um, which that's a great uh, song, man. I love which really which opens the movie up right, yeah. and it yeah. really does a great job. Um, and then you hey, get... actually, I'm sorry. I just want to. I'm, I'm sorry. Like I don't mean to interrupt you, but like, uh, I didn't like Jackie Brown the first time I saw it, and I rewatched it because of your because you liked it so much. Yeah. And I ended up playing that song 110th Street a lot just on my own. I went to YouTube and just I just play it like probably for a week. I was listening to that at least twice a day, and it was because 
and I rewatched the movie. And it is a better movie than I gave it credit. I, I don't know why sometimes some certain things don't hit, but yeah. like I, I like I like that movie a lot more. Plus, it ties into out of sight that yeah. we talked about. So yeah. yeah, well, I think I think it's because you know when you and it's I think it was a brilliant move on Tarantino's part. But when you have a guy like Tarantino that has done like Reservoir Dogs and then he's done Pulp Fiction, right? And you start to kind of get an idea of what he's about. And then he just jumps track, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to keep people from like saying, oh, this is what this guy does. Right. And he jumps track and does, you know, Jackie Brown, which is based off the Elmore Leonard novel, Rum Punch. And it's like, he's adapts, um, he adapts, uh, you know, this guy's, you know, book or whatever. And, and goes, just goes completely different than what you've seen with him before, which is a good way of saying like, this is not all I'm about. Mm-hmm. And brings in everything. I, it's, it's fantastic. I think it was, a, it was a brilliant move in this part. But I think a lot of people were expecting the next Pulp Fiction. Went into Jackie Brown and was like, this is not what I... This is not what I was coming in here expecting. Right. This um, is what I signed up for. I, I right. think one of the things, the biggest problem I have with that movie, because they have Robert De Niro in there, right? Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was such a waste of his character, that guy he played. But then reviewing it, and I was like, that's kind of cool what they did with them. It was something different than they've never done before. Yeah. So... That was my preconceived notions, and I sometimes you got to get over your own thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you like, yeah. when you put Sam Jackson and Robert De Niro in a movie, you're expecting like these two to be like you know like oh yeah this is gonna be great this dynamic, but it but it's not like that. Yeah. It's just like I've got two really good actors playing two really good characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be this 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 dynamic like you know like clash of the two of them or whatever. And and I think that's that also goes into like the brilliance of Tarantino to say. I'm going to bring you in here because I need this performance to shine, not necessarily because I need to have this big like moment between the two of you. And right. it, and when, you know, so two of my favorite scenes in that movie is when... You absolutely, positively have to kill every motherfucker. It's got a lot of great moments. Like the whole, the whole really scene with Beaumont is just beautiful. I mean... <laughs> From 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 the you know because I I use this uh, with a Comey a lot when it's like you know I hate to be the kind of brother that you know do a brother favor and turn around and hit that brother up for another favor but I got to be that kind of brother. It's like what I need a friend, I need a favor, brother. I mean you know of course I, I I you know I I I don't censor it like I did here because I don't have to because um, but but even that whole scene there when he picks him up and then takes him and they get in the car and the camera like pulls back and up and then just stays stationary mm-hmm. for the whole scene, which is just beautiful. But I mean, so that part, but when, um, my, my favorite was when De Niro killed the girl. I was, I was, I was going to say, say that's, that's I was I, about to say that. I can't, I've never been so, I'm not, no violence against women, but I've never been so glad to see a girl get shot in my life. That was horrible. And I hate Bridget Fonda in that movie. And man. it's, it's, I when when he first shoots her, right? Yeah. I laughed. Yeah. I mean, because I know where she he should, he's like, just don't don't say another fucking word. I right? just don't, don't 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 say another fucking word. She's like, all right, Lewis. He's bam. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> it was like, oh she, shit. Nobody ever deserved to be killed more in cinema. She oh, just she was, was so annoying. she was horrible. But then and Sam Jackson's reaction to it was just. You didn't have to kill her. I mean, you, you couldn't just hit her, man. You didn't it's have like, to kill her. It's like, I guess. But then when, when he shoots, uh, of course, spoilers, obviously. But when he shoots Lewis and everything, and he's like, what happened to your ass, man? You used to be beautiful. I mean, that's that that whole thing. And like even like De Niro's like death scene in that, when he gets shot and he's just kind of jumping, he's like kind of gurgling. It's not even like, like, I can't believe you shot me kind of thing. It's just like, hey, what's, what's, what's going, going on, on here? Yeah. And then... 
It's just that, yeah. But um, so great movie. So you got a cut uh, across 110th Street. You got Strawberry Layer 23 by Brothers Johnson. You've got um, like Did Not Blow Your Mind This Time by the Delphonics, which of course plays a huge role in the movie, right? Yeah. Um, Natural High by Bloodstone. Oh, Tennessee Stud. Johnny Cash song Tennessee Stud. Oh, it's yeah. a beautiful song, and oh, have yeah. that in there, dude. That song is so like. Tennessee Sud and like a boy named Sue, right? Those are uh, fantastic, yeah. you know. I do like a boy named Sue. But I love how in Tennessee Sud, the way he the way Johnny Cash sings that song, the way he the way he just lays it out, like just here's the story, you know. And when he gets to this, like, you know, I, I you know, went back there and they, you know, and you know, it's like I killed her brother and I killed her pa. It's just, it's just so like matter <laughs> of fact. It's like this is what I did, and then, you know, I got on my horse and and rode away, and she got on her horse and rode with me, and we were, you know, that was it. Just like you know, <laughs> well, I, I think he said he he whooped her brother and he whooped her pa, but yeah, he killed him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're talking about Johnny totally. Cash. Um, <laughs> Johnny Cash killed everybody. Yeah. and but it's, I mean, it's got such a great and the great thing about it um, is uh, about the soundtrack is that it's a modern movie. It plays like a modern movie, even though it does have a slight 80s feel. It doesn't try to force you into an 80s. It's like this movie takes place in the time it takes place in. It does have this kind of like this 80s feel to it. But the soundtrack is pure 70s, like kind of black exploitation. But none of it seems out of place. We're not talking mm-hmm. about like a Napoleon Dynamite where we're going to have this like this hodgepodge of like you don't know when it takes place. It's like it's like the what I think called it before the Schrodinger's cat of movies, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in every time and no time at all. No, this one is like we are rooted here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's got this feel of like this decade and this decade and it all works together it's, and that soundtrack really i think helps helps to kind of bring in that 70s element because you do have pam greer in it mm-hmm. and you do have robert forrester who were two actors that were really big in the 70s right yeah, yeah and so it's like you're paying homage to them and their roots and where they come from which is kind of what that whole central theme of the movie is right but then you're having it in a modern setting but then you've got kind of like the 80s feel with it with kind of like how the the whole thing kind of like takes place, it's it's, it's just it's a it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, the soundtrack really is. kind of helps with that. The, it totally totally off topic from what we're talking about, but I learned that uh, Tarantino was actually a huge fan of Xena Warrior Princess. Huh. Really? Yeah. He, Lawless. Uh, yeah, yeah, and like he like he talked it up so much that it actually has me interested in checking it out and giving the show a chance. And you'll be disappointed. Yeah, probably it so. doesn't hold up that great, but I mean, it's it it was a product of its time. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. that the whole syndication thing. She was on everything. It's like a it, it's a. <laughs> I if you want to go, not Lucy Cena, Lawless, I'm the Lucy Ash Wallace. The Evil Dead. Oh yeah, yeah. So I have to see that. I didn't realize she was in it though. But as uh, you heard me right. No, I was what? like, I'm not Xena, I'm Lucy Lawless. Yeah. <laughs> it's from episode of The Simpsons. Okay. It was Treehouse of Horrors episode. And That's then hilarious. Steal Yasmin Bleed <laughs> condition. But uh, uh sleeve. <laughs> but uh I was saying if you're gonna watch Xena Warrior Princess, you really need to start with her episodes from the Hercules TV yeah, series. Yeah, that's what I hear. And then move into it. But I like I'm, Hercules better. You know, I I was watching I was watching Hercules and Xena for a while, but the more Ted Raimi had a role in it, and the more like comical it got, I, I just lost interest. Well, in you that. you remember uh, uh, Bruce Campbell? He yeah. started going, yeah, it's like I like those episodes. See, I like cheesy action stuff like that. It so. was it was good for, for like said until it started to get too much too right. Yeah, yeah, like, and I hated Ted Raimi's character. I mean, I just hated Ted Raimi's character. And every time he was there, was it Joxer the Prince or whatever? 
And I was like, why hasn't anybody killed this motherfucker yet? I mean, just... <laughs> you, you, you can, you can like, uh, what I like is the juxtaposition of, like, comedy, but then horror, like, or, or, or like, like, terror. And if you do the right balance, it works great. But if you can't, if you can't mix it just right, it just becomes camp. And just, like, it doesn't, right, it loses right. a, any tension, you know? It's, like, yep. it's just stupid. Is it my turn, or... Um, is it your no, turn? I believe it's, uh, I think it's Sukomi's turn. I think so, yeah. Okay, sorry. So, uh, now, those, those, uh, all those soundtracks I mentioned are pretty much the ones that are expected. Uh, now, as, as I go from here on, it's gonna be stuff that's a little bit less expected, which some of these I've already dropped on Turk, and he has wound up agreeing with me on them. But, uh, I'll eventually hit the point where you guys are like, why would you even bring that up? But, uh, no, this, this next one is, uh, the Shrek soundtrack, hmm. which I shit on Shrek a lot, um... I, I just, I complain a lot about it, but I actually really, really like the soundtrack. Uh, uh, and I, I mean, I'm going to bring up the, uh, the Smash Mouth All-Star because it's really oversaturated. It's become a meme. It's been beaten into the ground. It's such a dead horse, but when it first came out and like first seeing, hearing that song in that movie as a kid, it got you pumped. It it was great the first time, so it's like it's not really yeah no I mean like it's like it's really not the fault of Smash Mouth that it's been so oversaturated and so beaten down. I'm sorry, I got I have to disagree. Um, I will say it's the fault of Smash Mouth because that song was first uh, in the Mystery Men movie. It was, yeah. And then, so... And it was also in, um... I was gonna say, it's been used a lot. Rat Race. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that... Not, not to say that they were the ones, like, you know, pushing it. Hey, put song in here! But it's like, at one point, you have to say, okay, you know, just, just, just stop. Right. Just, just stop. Stop! He's on it! That's surprising. I would have never thought Shrek. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's a really, I mean, it's a really fun soundtrack. Um, you've got, uh, you've got "I'm on my way" by the Proclaimers. Oh, God. I know Turk doesn't <laughs> like the Proclaimers. We are, we already had this during our first recording, so I'm not gonna like, ex- I'm not gonna harass you about it again. <laughs> but um, yeah, are you looking for Shrek? What are you Proclaimers? <laughs> no, uh, I, no, I was trying to see if I actually had my uh, my Reservoir Dogs soundtrack. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, over here. Oh, is that gonna? Is that a spoiler? Is that what's coming up? Like, Reservoir uh, Dogs? Yeah, sorry, because... Yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you should have ruined everything. You said it out loud. You didn't have to re- like, remind everybody I said it. God damn you. Like, two seconds later? Um, what? what? <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's got... Uh, it's got... The, the film ver- The film has a different cover of Hallelujah than the soundtrack itself, because they had some kind of right thing, but, like, the soundtrack itself has Rufus Wainwright's version. Of Hallelujah, and uh, I'm trying to remember who did who did it in the movie. Uh, in the movie, it's um, John somebody, I think. Oh, crap! It's it's the actual uh, crap. I can't think of what it is now. Son of a gun! It's um, hold, hold on. I'm gonna try to do some googling here. Um, because it's not it's not Ru- Rufus Wainwright on the uh, original. No, nah, John Cale, right? No, no, no. Man, ah, oh, it's gonna kill me. It's it's driving me crazy now. Cause I thought I I thought I knew this. Um, was it Jeff Buckley? No, he didn't. No, he didn't do that. Shit! Come on. Ah. All right, hold on. Let me look it up real quick for you. Sure. Uh, Cause I'll I'll just I'll keep talking about the rest of the stuff. Um, of course you got uh, you got Eddie Murphy's cover of I'm a Believer, 
Which, I mean, he only did, like, the reprise. It's a really brief version of it, but it was good. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. <laughs> um, My Beloved Monster by the Eels. Uh, Bad Reputation. Really good cover of that by Halfcocked. It's it's a really fun soundtrack. I just... It, and it's it's not that it's, like, a better soundtrack than other films out there, I think. It's just that it's a lot of nostalgia for me. Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen, that's right. Like, that that's my favorite version of it. I just never remember his name. But, uh... I mean, just like the the mm. music, the music really helps carry the film a lot, and uh, it was you know it was back when Shrek was still kind of an edgy thing of like oh yeah they're they're really kind of pushing the envelope instead of let's make this a franchise. It was just like no, we're just gonna make like a kind of a black humor film. I, I I miss the fact that the other movies, even though they like I like the second one, the third one. You know, not not as much, but I like them. Um, but yeah, they they were missing a lot of the edge of the first one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like they they have their moments. They all have their funny moments. Like it's a thong. I, <laughs> but I mean, like yeah, they just they they don't have the same spirit as the original film. But I mean, just I I just love that soundtrack. Now I will say for Shrek two, and we talked about this last time we tried this recording. For Shrek two, um, they've got that song "Accidentally in Love." Yep. That I really, really dig. But... Yeah, by the Counting Crows. Yeah. It's been so long since I saw the um, Shrek movie, I couldn't remember if it was original scores or I, until you started talking about... Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, and Shrek 2 has that song, um, uh, uh, Fall in Love with Somebody You Shouldn't Have Fallen in Love With. Oh, yeah. That's a great song. And it also has that really nice cover of Holding Out for a Hero. Oh, yeah. Really, really nice. Which, of course, is also the Mongo scene. <laughs> <laughs> Gingy, <laughs> which I think is great that they brought everybody. It's like, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? She's married to the Muffin Man. She's married to the Muffin Man. Uh, and of, of course, it's not on the soundtrack, but they do the whole Shrek and the Swamp karaoke music party, and like, I think that's a big reason why I love. Um, like 70s and 80s songs so much was because of hearing that as a kid i think that was actually like they re-released shrek in the theater and added that in there as like I, a bonus i think they did yeah and then put it of course on the, on the dvd but yeah i know it's it's a lot of really fun covers because like that was the first time i'd ever heard like a virgin <laughs> let me tell you what like a virgin is about <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is, cause, and we've talked about it, that Madonna like obviously disagreed with Tarantino's interpretation of the song. Right. She actually gave him a copy of the album with that song on it with the note. Liked the movie, but listened to the song again. It's about love, it's not about dicks. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the note that she wrote to him. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but the song has the line, feels so nice and tight, so... Dick, 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 dick. How many dicks is that? It's a lot. It's a lot of dicks. But yeah, no. So that's uh, that. That's mine. It's uh, Shrek for sure. No man, those lights are off on purpose. All right, <laughs> All right sir. Your next one. Um, it's not next on my list, but I'm just going ahead and do it since he's going to do Reservoir Dogs. Like, uh... <laughs> you know, I'm just going to fucking take my turn now. <laughs> Desperado, the Latin pulp fiction, basically like a like the like, Latin pulp fiction. Yeah, like because like that's it's basically like that's what it is. Like the that music is just Latino version of the Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Oh, uh, but Robert Rodriguez did a lot of songs for that. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like a, it's basically like a 
Los and Lobos. It's basically Los Lobos. Is it a Los lot of, Lobos? You know, the tar- Tarantula, Dire Straits. Uh, Los Lonely lo- Boys on there too. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, Salma Hayek does something. Um, it's, oh yeah, because there's, there's that scene with her and him in the bedroom in the bedroom when she's singing the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a it's actually an underrated movie. It's a great and, movie, and it's an underrated uh, soundtrack like that. That the movie would not be the same without the music. That's why I picked it. It's like Steve uh, Simi. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> awesome, man. Like uh, Steve Simi. Have um, you ever seen a comedy? Dot the T's, cross the eyes, vice versa. You know, yeah. yeah. Ever ever seen what? And have you ever seen uh, the Desperado? I'm trying to remember. Um, Antonio Banderas. Selma Hayek. Oh, Selma Hayek. Uh, it's, it's Selma Hayek and Desperado. It's, oh, it's the one where he's God. carrying the guitar case and like goes yeah. click and the big Gatling gun comes out, right? No, no, it's uh, he does it, but it just shoots from the front. Of yeah, the, yeah, that's that, right. Yes, that's I've not seen actually it. him. That's uh, it's it was a Campo or Chino. I don't know. Um, it, it was one of the assassins, and, yeah. and of course, it, that was like the, the first. Bad guys. That was the first. No, they're um, the good guys. Oh, okay. Because because Buscemi says he's like um, he's like you know why don't you go out your friends Campo and Chino? They're crazy anyway, right? Yeah, and then yeah. in the end, he's like he wants to get the band back together, and they show up because the one guy's got the rocket launcher in his. <laughs> get the band back together, I would. We're getting the band back together. Um, but yeah, and uh, it's got the sex machine. Cop gun, yeah. right? Yeah, okay, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. It's just um, been a long ass time since I've seen it, but yeah, I do love it. The, uh, Him, he didn't check out, but you, you checked out just fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew I would because me, me, me and Buko, Bucho, go up on, yeah, him too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, um, yeah, Antonio Banderas actually, like, in the beginning part, like, uh, he does that song with Lobos, and, like, it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's, like I said, it's the Latin Pulp Fiction, basically. Like you know, they're friends. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I think that's why it kind of ended up like that, maybe because it's a lot different than the El Mariachi. You know, it's like it's yeah. it's which is a good the, the start of it, and like um, I just like this one a little bit better. It's a little bit more. I don't know. No, I, I like El Mariachi is a little bit slower, but it yeah. goes to lower budget and stuff. Yeah. Right? So just to be fair, this he had more of a budget, and like he, I just think uh, the it just it, it works pretty much the same way. With a different movie as um, Pulp Fiction. That's why I kind of call it like the Latin. Once Upon a Time in Mexico is really good too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And back when Johnny Depp was still acting. Yeah, but um, see, I'm not a big Johnny Depp guy. Like, yeah, but like I said, that's, he's, he's good in that. I yeah, mean, he does. Yeah. It's like, he's like, you know, I'm going to eat this meal. And when I'm done, you know, that, that's, that, that whole thing is great. But yeah, I mean, I love Desperado. I think it's what a, a great movie. Danny Trejo is, is beautiful in it. It's got some really nice uh, cinematography in yeah. it. Uh, Steve Buscemi is great. Um and uh Sam beautiful like uh, <laughs> yes and i think it's it was one of those you know you can watch a lot of action movies and you get things and like the whole the whole bar shootout scene with him especially when he's like oh, he's going backwards with the yeah all oh, those that's such a great scene, and when he's man. like when he's on the bar he's like he's he's like walking in the bar and he's like shooting and stuff shooting behind his back but one thing when he shoots his guns it's almost like he's throwing the bolts out of the guns when he shoots them like he's like oh, he's yeah. like whipping the guns forward <laughs> well um, you know like they talk about gun foo it was almost like gun ballet yeah i mean it was and like when he was going back like you know the Punisher number yeah. one where he's that, it reminds me of that it's like it, it just felt like Frank Castle going back but it's like, yeah it's it was probably a reference to that that's like, what I was thinking the great combo guy the great thing about that scene is in the end when it's him and the uh, things guy guys with the like the one eye where he's got the patch over his eye and they're pulling out the guns and they're and they're, they're both like and then he grabs him and he like snaps the guy's neck but at the end he's like he's like fuck yeah and he's like but there's that that rush where he's like. I came this close to dying, you know, it's like that, which you don't see in a lot of movies where they would like just kill the guy and then get up and walk away. I'm a badass, but you've got that moment where he's like, holy shit, you know, that yeah. was intense. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's good. And then the whole thing with him and like, you know, 
Samuel Hayek after they thing, you know, the and the the bookstore burns mm-hmm. down again. Spoilers, obviously, and and it's like you know they don't have this like this beautiful relationship either. It's like they had this moment, and then she's like, you know, everything I had is now gone. And she's like, you know, come along. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> and, and then it's got the, the whole running gag in there with, you know, have I thanked you yet? And he's like, no, you haven't. I will. <laughs> <laughs> one, one song I really like on there is like the Six Blade Knife, the Dire Straits. Like, I'm not a big Dire Straits fan, but like that song just works really well with yeah. the, and you wouldn't think that it would with that type of movie for what we're saying. Cause you don't really associate them with like, um, Latino yeah. music, you know, but it, but it's. It's just going to show you everything can cross over. If it's the right mood, it's there. I mean, like, music's universal, and, like, it, it's, uh, it's awesome. I <laughs> <laughs> But, like, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about that one. So. Oh, no, good good choice. I haven't yeah. forgotten about it, but I, I do love that movie. I do, too. I can't say I've listened to the soundtrack, but there were songs in there I know that I that I really did like. Seeing there again, like, I don't know if it was so um, obvious to me, but that's one of those that I did buy, and I listened to it a lot. Like, um, so you just appreciate it more when you just, and then it makes the scenes pop more. Like, yeah. Um, so I guess it's my turn, eh? Yes, yeah. sir. All right, so um, so uh, you know, web, web crawler one. What what uh, what what should I what should I talk about this time? This on my on my list. Do you have any, any clue, any idea what I should? You know, what, what do you think I might like? Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink. Another Steve Buscemi movie. Maybe. Oh oh, I know, I know. Steve Buscemi movie. Maybe. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like you know, it's like why why do I have to be Mr. Pink? It's like at least you're not Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown's too close to Mr. Shit. You know, it's there like, ain't no trade name. <laughs> it's like why well, be Mr. Purple? It's like you're not Mr. Purple. Mr. Purple, someone on another job. You're Mr. Pink. All right, Joe, forget about. It. I'll forget about it when I want to forget about it. <laughs> was, was it Tierney? Was that his name? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he he died right after that, right? Was that his last uh, movie? no, no, because no, he, he okay. he's actually um he is uh you don't see him you don't see him in the director's cut but he plays uh harry stamper's dad harry stamper's senior no is it harry stamper senior but uh he plays harry stamper's dad in armageddon oh Oh, yeah okay yeah if you watch the extended cut of armageddon there's a part there's two parts in there that um there's just like there's a bunch of longer scenes there's two parts in there that are cut out one is where oscar um uh what's his name um shit uh actor uh actor writer uh, shit. Uh, Owen Wilson mm. goes to a church and prays, and he's like, he's like, hey God, you know, we're going to do this thing. He's like, and just you know, I just ask that you take care of my friends. Like, I'm I'm gonna be fine, right? But I just ask that you take care of them, right? And there's the other part where he goes and uh, Harry Stamper goes to see his dad in um in the like the retirement home, and uh, and he's telling me he's gonna be going and doing this thing or whatever, and he's like, uh, and he's like, you know, give me some pudding. He's like, well, they get jelly. He's like. He's like Jello is. He says something about Jello is for you know, like weak people that you know can't. He was like, I want some pudding. And then um, later on, when Harry is talking to his daughter and he's telling that he's not going to be able to come back, and he says, you know, right before we did this, I saw your grandfather, and he said that the reason that we have children is so we'll have roses in winter or whatever. And when they cut the one scene out, they had to cut that scene out too. But he's in he's in that movie, he, so that wasn't his last. Because Reservoir Dogs came out 
back in like nineties. Tierney always reminds me; he's almost like the poor man's George C. Scott or something. It's like he's always yeah. so angry, and then like, like he's like, so he's like George C. Scott and like Brian Dennehy, like yeah, noise together the... <laughs> with a little bit of Wolf of Brimley. Yeah, in <laughs> Seinfeld, he plays Elaine's dad. Did you ever see that episode? I don't think so. Oh, it's so intense! Like uh, Elaine's supposed to meet him, um, uh, like to get together with her dad because she can't have a meal with him because he's just so intense. And then George and um, Seinfeld are stuck with him. He's like, I gotta get out of here, man. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's hilarious. But anyway, sorry, go back to Don't you point that fucking gun at my dad. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, so my, my next one is Reservoir Dogs. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is the last of my Tarantino's, um, you know, Kill Bill is good. It's got a lot of, uh, things on there, but again, I wanted to me, I had to have it at least like not, not half, but it was a two, a close to half of the songs on there were songs I really liked to be able to say that, yeah, I can say I enjoyed the soundtrack. And while Kill Bill has a lot of good songs on it, like there's like, I don't know, 17 like tracks on the song, but a lot of them are just some of the sound effects or like different like uh, snippets that from like the RZA and things like that. It's not a lot of like full songs. Um, so I didn't count those. And then like, um, uh, Inglorious Bastards, which does have the um, the David Bowie song um, uh, from the movie Cat People, uh, putting out the fire gasoline. But then you, it wasn't really like a lot of songs that I would say, you know, where I anyway. So this is really the last, my last uh, Tarantino one. But Reservoir Dogs is so great. I'm going to start off with the fact that one of the songs on there, Hooked on a Feeling. Blue Suede, you know, it's just like, because <laughs> that's, that's where I actually first heard about the song. You know, people oh, started love loving song. that song after Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'm like, yeah, but I've been loving this song since Reservoir Dogs soundtrack, you know. Um, you got- it was, what made me love that song was actually Shrek 2. Really? <laughs> yeah, because the uh, hook does it. Oh. I'm hooked on a field. <laughs> <laughs> Little Green Bag is really good. Um, which is just funny as a song about me trying to find my bag of marijuana, which is just funny. Um, don't they have Steeler's Wheel on that soundtrack? It does. It does have. Oh Steelers. yeah, the torture scene. Yeah, <laughs> shit. And that's the that's the. Uh, I was gonna say like you associate that song so much with that scene, and it's uh, that's that's the one the scene everybody talks about the most. Yeah, you know? made that in the standoff. The oh, yeah. the standoff yeah, is so yeah. good. Um, yeah, like, no, no yeah, every time I hear you're stuck in the middle, I cut somebody's ear off. So, <laughs> and so you don't see it. You think no. you see it. Everybody thinks they see it, but you don't see it. Right. The camera pans up to that um, the, the the loading ramp, and there's, there's over the doorway is that sign that says, watch your head, right? And he cuts <laughs> off the guy's ear. But yeah, it's like, uh, then you see him like, you know, talking to the ear later, and he's like, you know, hello, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, for me, from the soundtrack, it's always the lead-in um, by Stephen Wright, who does it, because Stephen Wright's like... Um, He's the the disc jockey on K Billy Super Sounds of the '70s, right? Which oh, they yeah. listen to throughout the whole thing, <laughs> and uh, and he's on the soundtrack with all these little things. But he's it's that whole lead in. It's like Joe Egan and Jerry Rafferty were a duo known as Steelers Wheels, and they record this Dylan S Bubblegum Pop classic, you know. And then there's like you know that whole thing. It's uh, but yeah, Steelers Wheels a freaking great song. Have you seen the music video to the Steelers Wheels song? I haven't. It's fucked. <laughs> I don't like it. It's just like. I mean, it's just, like, the band singing, but they're at, like, this banquet of circus performers, so it's just a bunch of people in clown makeup just, like, sloppily eating spaghetti. I really hate it. Um, I don't like that um, the version of Magic Carpet Ride on the soundtrack is by a group Bedlam. And, um, I don't and, remember And not that. by, was it Steppenwolf? And it doesn't sound right, you know? It, 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 
hardly ever sounds right. And you don't want to just do an exact copy. And I don't know if you if you're allowed to do an exact copy. You know when you do these things, but it just doesn't sound right on the soundtrack. But yeah, the you know the the music in there is really good. Now I'm I'm actually looking at the track list right now. You really don't have a lot of music on here. You have a lot of dialogue on here. So the songs you actually have are "Little Green Bag," and you've got um, "Blue Suede" or "Blue Swede," however you want to depend on if you're like you know. You know, Star Lord or not? Um, I gotcha. You know, which is great. I gotcha. Uh huh. You, know, you got your Magic Carpet Ride, A Fool for Love by Sandy Rogers, and then Steelers Will. So you out of eleven songs on there, you got like what, like five songs on there. But you know, but I think as a soundtrack, it all works together because you've got the Stephen Wright dialogue in between each track. So it's like almost like you're listening to a radio station. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so. Cool. You're right, so it, that that it's, whole thing is all encompassing. I forgot about that. I forgot so, about that whole aspect of it. But yeah, so and you know, and and that think another thing about this is you're talking about a movie like Reservoir Dogs, which is this kind of old fashioned heist movie, right? Yeah. Um, with a '70s soundtrack, and these guys all listen to you know K Billy Super Sounds of the '70s. They dress in the you know the black suits with the white shirt and you know black tie. You know, yeah, the boys of Time Bomb, and you know it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's it's it, nice little kind of like you know time capsule. I don't want to talk about. I didn't want to interrupt you, but like, and I know we're not supposed to talk about the movies. But one thing that's great about Tarantino, he created a world. Mm-hmm. Like things overlap into other things. Yeah. Like uh, he he, Big Kahuna Burger. You know the the <laughs> apple cigarette. You know it's like the it, it's it's a. Uh, it's 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 amazing what yeah. he's done. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, um, and and Robert Rodriguez, of course, because they work so well, work a lot together and things like that. You know, he also has that with the uh, the Kahuna Boys. Yeah. You know, um, and if you watched Grindhouse in the theater, like in between the two movies, they actually had a a advertisement for like a local restaurant. It comes up like a local restaurant advertisement for things that the Kahuna Boys or whatever like Mexican restaurant. And then they reference them in there, and I think they're actually the Kuna boys are the guys from uh, from um, from Kill Bill. It's uh, Bill's dad's, you know, he's like he runs the Kahuna Boys, which are like the the sons of like his pro- the prostitutes or whatever in his brothel and everything. Which, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, it's it's good. Reservoir Dogs like is great, and, and again, I've talked about True Romance. I love True Romance too. Oh, True Romance is beautiful. Oh, so good. And, and so Hans Zimmer. He's got that uh, that yep. song in there with the uh, this like uh, the xylophone, whatever it is, or timpani, whatever. It, it may be my favorite movie that he ever wrote, but but then Pulp Fiction may be my favorite movie he ever did, like completely. Yeah, but yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. It's like uh, I had a point, but I lost it because you interrupted me. <laughs> but it's like uh, I was going somewhere with that, but I've lost sure it. Enough. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> it's just so many things. Like, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Do you think anything like Pulp Fiction can ever happen again? Think, I mean, that, think how much things change. I mean, like he, he kind of changed movies, like uh, that little indie film, that indie gem, and it's like uh, really nothing's happened since. Even he hasn't been able to do it again to replicate it. It's like uh, well, I think that's one of the things where you don't, you don't replicate it. You know, yeah, like you, like it, it's it's a product of that. So with Tarantino you've got here's this guy that has a love of these movies right yeah. and in these old black exploitation movies these movies from this from you know you know that he watched when he was like a video store clerk or whatever right and that's where you get the love for these old actors and things you know it's like I, these guys are these guys are great and you've forgotten about them or if you've even heard of them and I still know them I still know the work they can do like Robert Forrester right yeah. and, and you know Pam Greer these people are fantastic they're great talents and they need to be 
to be still enjoyed and seen as the great talents they are. And, and but he but, was wasted. None, none right. of them. But but he see he's a guy that you know like when he when he hits his stride you know in like the um in like the early late eighties early nineties right he's pulling back from things from like you know the I say from the sixties through like the early eighties okay mm-hmm. but now you've got the people that are coming up now they're pulling from a different set of movies yeah and they're pulling from like the mid eighties through let's say like the their. Uh, early 2000s yeah Yeah. so you are seeing that but it's not as recognizable because for people like us we're falling in tune with with tarantino but like yes i know that i know those as where we've probably we don't have the same attachment to that other period of time that other people do so you're seeing it but we're not recognizing it as as easily as we did before well yeah because like uh you're just a product of your times and then like think how much you know you're younger than us like uh so the catch up, you know, it's like mm-hmm. we were there through the process, and it's hard for us to keep up with the current stuff. Yeah, and then and then like all that backlog of old stuff, I can't like like Jacob, my my son. He, I, I mean like the amount of stuff that he's got to catch up with to get what mm-hmm. I I have. I mean, it's just I don't know if it's possible. It's just like you just so you end up he's into all these things that I don't have any concept of. So it's it's interesting. Yeah. 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 All right, sorry, I didn't mean to... No, 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 no it's, it's cool, because uh, I was just thinking, um, I've got I've got another friend who's got a toddler, and he's like, just just two more years, and I'm going to be able to start showing him all these movies that he needs to see. It's like, he's going to have such an early start on all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I hate to hate to burst his bubble, but that's not exactly how that's going to work. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, he'll, he'll catch on. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like, I want to watch it, and I don't really want to see that. No, it's good, and I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like my own thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the kid's off to a good start. He's already obsessed with King Kong and Godzilla. So, okay, that's not bad. And the Hulk, he likes the Hulk. So, um, so anyway, is it is it my turn? It's your turn. Okay, so uh, this one, uh, this one's a pretty understandable soundtrack. Uh, Turk, I know you didn't like the movie that much, but you know, as uh, as Wally this likes to be, say, this you're is a hater. Be anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you're a hater, man. I am. I am. I am. You really are. But no, if, we... if I didn't hate, I wouldn't be alive. <laughs> Hating is the only way I can feel. <laughs> but no, um, it's it's the Deadpool two soundtrack, which I what, dude? It's got a really really good list of wow. stuff. First of all, they've got the acoustic cover of Take on Me, which Take on Me is my favorite eighty song. Take on Me is good. It's a really great song. Great, uh, great music video. But their acoustic cover is just beautiful. They just they slow down the tempo so much, and it's just handled so softly. I love it. Um, of course, they've got you know they got nine to five with Dolly Parton. They got In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Uh, I told you, I'm not Peter Gabriel. I'm Gabriel Burns. <laughs> That's the, say anything. You can't take that away. Oh, nice. I like that. What is it? Uh, it's, uh, I'll, I'll explain to you later. Um. Oh man, what what all here? Uh, we got "We Belong" by Pat Benatar. Just uh, like a lot of oldie stuff, which you guys know me and me and my oldies. But uh, what what sold me on this? And <laughs> what what sold me on this? And what made me uh, go ahead and add it to the list is because it's got a song that Turk and I reference pretty much every time we hang out now. Ever since it dropped, we've talked about the song. We watch the music video all the time, and I'm constantly showing people the music video, and that is. Nobody Speak by Run the Jewels and DJ Shadow. Oh, yeah. Which is just a fucking phenomenal song. I love it. It's so good. It's so, so good. And, like, 
you know, we, we both love Run the Jewels. I mean, yep. they just do great stuff. And I'm a huge fan of DJ Shadow. Killer Mike and EP, yep. Yeah, um, I mean, just like, because I, I, I was telling you about uh, the DJ Shadow, um, DJ Slurp mix that dropped a while back that was um, Product Placement and Brain Freeze. I played that for you on the way to one of the cons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. It was just like a remix of a bunch of like black exploitation stuff, and just, it's such it's such a good DJ mix. So just like I, I absolutely love that song. So like between that and all the '80s stuff, I'm sorry, LP by the way, not EP. But yeah, right. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, I don't have a crap ton to say about it. Deadpool Two is not a fantastic movie. It's it's fun. It's got. I hated the way they treated Juggernaut. That's yeah, yeah, and that's and that's Turk's big complaint too. That's which, one of my big complaints. One of Turk's big complaints, which I mean, I can. I mean, I've never been as invested in the uh, in the Marvel Comics universe as you guys have. Like you know, to, to me, as long as the movies are, are entertaining, I'm usually pretty happy with them. Well, I mean, for the well, most part, when we were at the last con, I showed you a picture of that X uh, X Factor comic book that said, "Hey, this is what Rusty Collins looks like in, yeah, in the movie." Yeah, and I don't have a problem with them changing his his race because uh, because he well he wasn't that big of a character. He's not like a prominent character like um, is that that's Ernie Hudson, isn't it? I'm sorry. That yeah, it that, is. That, okay, because I was like <laughs> Car Shield. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. I just, all right, but um, I was just thinking about Worf going no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, certain characters you you just don't like gender or race swap whatever. I'm still a little upset about them changing Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel, like Captain Marvel. Right. Like right. it was like making him a woman. I'm like, was that really necessary to make him a woman? Because you you pretty much didn't you you pretty much didn't put captain marvel in the movie you just put a woman in the movie with captain marvel's name which is nothing like marvell at all you could have just given her another name then it just mm-hmm. it, it, yeah whatever but anyway um are you talking about domino you didn't like the domino choice or, or is that like uh, sorry I was, you said that ernie hudson you lost me like are you talking about ginger i thought you, no i was talking about domino to... uh, no fire fist fire fist oh okay i got you yeah gotcha. so i'm like you know, domino's really not that big of a character i mean yeah she's popular in something but she, i mean yeah, she's who a, gives a shit about domino she's honestly a, um i thought she was beautiful the girl that they picked oh uh, zazzy beats yeah, is fine yeah, no I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying i don't really care about domino she's not that prominent of a character like like if all of a sudden you wanted to make the hulk black right yeah. <laughs> but like, like, like no you know it's like i would the, love to see that <laughs> uh, you know like like you know like if you wanted to make i don't know freaking like a colossus and aborigine but like no that's that doesn't work well, they made him asian know? they plays, made the hulk asian plays like, his his oh, don't even get me started with that I just, I would love to see the Hulk black. <laughs> just like he starts to turn, he's like, oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> I'm Black Hulk, y'all! <laughs> can't, get, can't get rid of Samuel Jackson, his voice. It has to be Samuel Jackson. Oh, voice. yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, so, so it wasn't even a matter that they made, you know, Rusty Collins, you know, like this age, this, uh, this Hispanic kid or whatever. What killed me was that the kid was not likable at all. I hated no, him. I, like, yeah, I, I did. Really care about him. I wanted Cable to win so much. I'm like, fucking kill him, yeah. will you please? Yeah. And that's that's what really made the movie so bad for me was that it was more of what I was spending from the first one, which is just a bunch of dick and fart jokes, right? And if I, if if that's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna like you know read big. Yeah, you know, was it uh, was it uh, Big Baby? Um, shit, the the book that um, the guys who used to do uh, Blunt Man and Chronic. Right, and the one guy James went off. Bob? Uh, no, they were just in it. The guys actually used to draw. Who like actually? Blunt Man and Chronic. 
Holden and um, Banky. Banky, right? Yeah. Oh, Banky. So oh, remember, love remember those when, dick when, jokes. when love them, right? So remember <laughs> when, when when Banky started doing his own book? Um, was it uh, Big Baby, whatever it was, right? And it was just you know, yeah, I thought it was Baby Man. No, no, no. It's something. It's uh, shit. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. But I mean, the way he draws a fart is amazing. But <laughs> but no, I'm just saying like that's what I expected from the first Deadpool movie, and it was more than that, which I was happy with. The yeah. second one though was that. And then you had this kid in there, and I'm like, I know you're supposed to be trying to save him. I'm like, but why? Because he's completely unlikable. He's just a little fucker. But I'm like, so I'm many... like, Cable, will you kill him? And I'm like, and by the way, kill yourself too, because you're not Cable. You're not. Just <laughs> he, kind of, well, you're yeah. Not. I, I have I, every day that goes by, I have more problems with Josh Brolin. But uh, although I thought it was funny that Deadpool called him Thanos, that was pretty well done. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, just it, it's so hard for me to see child actors that I actually like. And, I mean, the only movie I've seen in probably the past five years with child actors that I actually like was uh, the It remake. I really like it. Stranger Things, too. Oh, yeah, I still do need to see that. Isn't one of the kids from in It? From yeah, Finn it, Wolfhard. He is, yeah. yeah. Finn Wolfhard is the shit. I love that kid. That's why it's Stranger awesome. Things is good, because all those actors are about as good. Pause. <laughs> Fuck right <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> what me and Finn have, you'll never have, okay? <laughs> uh, so pause it, Comey. <laughs> they got to see no homework after that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're killing web crawl over here. <laughs> I don't know these things. I was around. I've left out so much. It's, it's, from a, it's from an awesome Boondocks episode that you got to see. It's, oh, it's yeah. great. Did I tell you that I completely derailed a coworker with a reference to that Boondocks episode? No. He oh yeah, was, you did. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he was taking his fiance to go see Medea live. He was like, "Yeah, I'm really not into it." And he's he's also kind of uh, he was also kind of an outspoken Christian, but he was like, "Yeah, I'm not really into it, but I'm taking my fiance to see it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, you mean the cross dressers for Christ?" He was like, "What?" I was like, "You ha- you haven't seen that?" He was like, I "Haven't seen what? What cross dressers for Christ?" I was like, "Yeah, that's Tyler Perry. That's exactly what he does." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh God, it's okay to cross dress for Christ." I never thought about that. That's what he's doing. That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> I don't think I can take her to see it now. <laughs> oh, the seat of evil. <laughs> but but yes, yeah, so, sorry, I completely derailed your, your Deadpool thing. No, but no, yeah, that, that's why I didn't like the movie, and I didn't really pay attention to the soundtrack too much oh, well, because I just I, I couldn't get myself into the movie. Uh, see, and like I didn't pay much attention to the soundtrack the first time I listened through it, but like looking back over it again, it was like actually, yeah, I liked all that stuff. That was all really good. Beating Juggernaut by plugging in an extension cord into his butt—that just—that's very. I, yeah. God, I just can never. I can never accept that movie. I will never own that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I. I will never. I won't be associated with that film. That's just just for, for my respect out of Juggernaut. That's that's basically what that's, it is. Why is, totally why is it when you have a character like that that's big and strong, do they have to be stupid? Yeah. Now, Juggernaut's not like you know a a scholar by any means, no. right? But. He's not um, dumb. Right, he's not dumb, yeah. right. He's not. Oh, so um, so Blues Brothers is still on as we're going through this, right? And it's at the end when they're going to play the big concert. Um, and I just wanted to, because this, this came up the other day when I was listening to Disgraceland episode on the Rolling Stones. And I wanted to tell you about it. And of course, now this has just reminded me. Um, so, you know, when they go here and they're like, hey, you know, is there a, is there a way we can get out of here? Where can the guy's like, yeah, I used to be the roadie. For and I think I, does he say the Rolling Stones or whatever back in the seventies something like that? Uh, maybe. Okay. It's... And he's like, he's like, yeah, there's a series of underground tunnels in here. In the Disgraceland episode of the Rolling Stones, they were talking about how um, 
they were like so drugged out and stuff like that during the shows that they had a series of like they when they were like set their stage they had like a series of these uh, like underground tunnels they could go <laughs> like disappear off stage without really being noticed and go there and like do a couple lines of coke or whatever it was or like get high and then come back on stage right without anybody knowing they were gone and then that made me think of this thing right here and I was like holy shit that's and awesome. then they referenced this back then so somebody had to know that's you know, fantastic that is that is beautiful. All right, so web crawler is it You're me up. or yep, that it's, was, no, it's, it's me? Okay. Yep, yep, that was me talking about Deadpool. All right, this one's gonna surprise you a little bit. And um, wedding singer. Oh yeah, like the surprise motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 not like a clap. I mean, it's not the best movie in the world, but like it's got uh, a killer a soundtrack. It does the the freaking the soundtrack too. It's amazing. I mean, there's, isn't that the uh, one with the old lady pres- going? I said a hip. Uh-huh. Yeah, a hippie. <laughs> yep, it's a uh, it's a. Um, it's got presence in the United States of America. That's one of my favorite bands back in the day, and like uh, have peaches. Yep. Dude, yep. I don't like I don't like I don't like Lump, but I do like peaches. Yeah, like uh, that that first CD that they did is uh, freaking awesome, and and like uh, I do like their cover of "Video Killed the Radio Star." Yeah. Yeah, they they um. Oh shit! I gotta mention that too since you mentioned it. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Like uh. You know, it's got a lot of stuff. It's got Culture Club on there. Not a big fan of that necessarily, but it worked in the movie. I like oh, because 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 that scene where like uh, Arquette, he it's his his brother, right? The one that like had the sex change and stuff. Right. And every time he starts singing, you he know, starts crying. You think about these oh, scenes. You know who that is, the, right? Huh? You know who that is? Uh. He's the guy from the bathroom in Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, in like uh, he had a he ended up having like a sex change or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, and then he's he's dead now, right? Yeah, he like, did. Yeah. yeah, he did pass away. But then you got the Thompson twins, Elvis Costello, uh, Billy Thompson Idol. Twins. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got. Oh um, well, yeah, Billy Idol had to be had to have a song in the soundtrack. You, you, you got know? the or, Adam Sandler, um, the "Somebody Kill Me" song. And you got John <laughs> Levitz. I mean, and every time you look at these, like the, the rapper's delight, you got the old lady. It makes you think of every scene. So it's like it's not a musical per se, but because it's a wedding singer, everything's musical. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's not a perfect movie, but like uh, I, I, he I, I, loves the her, <laughs> and she loves him, and he loves somebody else. <laughs> and the dad attacks him. It's like, it's, I had the microphone. So you'll listen to every single word I have to say. <laughs> and, and there again, it's when Adam Sandler didn't jump the shark. It was still good. I mean, like that—that that was a funny movie. I mean, the wedding singer. I did but, not want to watch that movie, but it really is funny. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it's funny that you bring up uh, Adam Sandler, actually. But, uh, oh, are you gonna do that next? Like, uh, no, no, uh, not next. No, not Billy next. Idol. Um, he like uh, he's in there a few times, and I'm not a big fan of him, but he works in the movie, and it's just uh. It's music and it just intertwines throughout the film. Yeah, I mean, I still haven't seen it, but really, um, yeah, li- nah. I think you'd like it. And um, I, th- I think I would. I just we're just uh, speaking of playing catch up, you know. I mean, just you know, my upbringing was so conservative, and it was like, oh, you can only watch Christian cinema. That was that was my life growing up. So it's like that. Just I'm just I'm. So you watched a lot of Medea. No, I never watched any Medea actually. That's why we're friends. <laughs> But no, I mean, shitfire. I've seen a lot of Kurt Cameron movies. Yeah, and Drew Barrymore, oh. she was still pretty cute back then. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I like Drew Barrymore in um, that show they just canceled. Diet. Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. would. That, that's, Sorry. <laughs> that's, it's, it's okay. That was actually a pretty decent show. It is. I watched it. I, I, it I, I still have to watch Oliphant two and three. Like her and Oliphant have a good 
yeah. rapport together. Alligators in the sewers. That's still probably one of my favorite lines of hers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's just because it's just so funny to me. Like it's like they're just talking everything and back and forth, back and forth and everything. And he's like, you know, like how, and she just repeats that line, and she's just so pleased with herself. And it's <laughs> it's, it's it's great. I, now I want to now I want to make a porn entitled "Black and Forth." Black and Forth. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I hate to tell you, but the, it, I'm yeah. sure it's already been done. <laughs> but you might be able to do the latest sequel of "Is Your Daddy Home?" Is your daddy home? <laughs> <laughs> or I want to fuck you and your mama. <laughs> We see if I was if I was gonna make sequels of like of that, then I would, it would kind of be like the Dad Goes Fishing series of just like a different family member dude, each there, one. There, there, there I is, I want to fuck you and your sister. There is no way that you could do better. That I mean, you you could no. Sorry, Dad Goes Fishing. They already had their set director, right? And you know, and you would come in there. You just it, it wouldn't be the same. It just wouldn't oh, be the same. Of course, know? yeah. Yeah. But basically, I, I mean, that's rubs, it. tummy sticks. The, the, the wedding singer, like, it's eclectic as well. I like yeah. that. So it's like, yeah. do they have a Van Halen song on there though? No, I really? don't think so. Aww. It's got, it's got the, um, it does have police on there. <laughs> what? I just that one scene when she comes back to him and everything, and she's like, "Robbie, I made a mistake." And the little boy comes out there, and he's like, "You're a bitch." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A little, and it's like uh, that had been information to be party. Yes, Dartan. You see that on SNL, like where they had this Adam Sandler family reunion when he hosted it this no, year, I didn't. Oh, and like he was like pretty much every character in his family, like you know, he stole from his family and made it to like it was Happy Gilmore, and then like he had a cousin that was like the wedding singer, and was like, oh, I don't think we're gonna have time for you, like. That had been information that I've been given to hear. Yeah, Star Day! It was like, it, it was funny. I love the episodes of Saturday Night Live where he was like, you know, hey, man, mom and dad, I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to make it for, for Thanksgiving, so I figured we just record this and you can play it in Thanksgiving. And he's sitting there. It was like a weekend update thing. And he's like, eating. he's like, uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, it's good. I'm doing good. It's like, yeah. No, no, mom, I haven't I haven't found anyone yet. No, no. It's like, I told you, we broke up. Because she was a horrible person. No, not, I didn't make her cry. She asked me this, like, I hate this face. It's like, this whole thing is so damn funny. Okay. Before I go today, like, there's, you gotta watch the Rectix commercial from SNL, like, where you hosted it. It is so funny, man. You, 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 we've gotta see it. I can't find a really good version of Happy Fun Ball. Really? Because he's never seen Happy Fun Ball. Oh, that's like, right, I haven't. Oh, yeah. we talked about it. Happy Fun Ball and Big Red. Yeah, those They're, are funny. Oh, those are hilarious. So, are you are you good? Now? I'm, I'm good. Okay. Well, that was pretty okay, I guess. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode, then check Chuck Chicky Chicky check out part three coming soon. Skeddily skep 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 skaboot. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.